2: Ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. terms and conditions apply this is kj live with chris johnson and chris is having conversations with
3: influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry now here's chris johnson you're now tuned in to kj
4: live today's guest on the show is a retired nba veteran a former UCLA Bruin who led the nation in full goal percentage two years in a row. This kid is from, he's not a kid anymore, San Diego, California, and was recently named to the team over at Showtime Basketball. I'm going to talk to him today about his transition into the world of digital media, content creation, and filmmaking.
5: Retired NBA
4: player, Jelani McCoy, is in the building. What's up, Big
5: Lon? Mm, yeah, we live again. Back on KJ Live. We live. you yeah, are live, right? Yo, we We live anyway. Whether we, it's live or not, we live anyway. Right? We
4: are always live, Lon. You know this. Uh, you were, you've were. you been with me since the inception of KJ Live several months ago. One of my very first interviews. You're very much responsible for helping getting me comfortable on the ones and twos and in front of this thing right here. My man, And I always mm-hmm. appreciate you and I always love your introspection and the thoughtfulness and mindfulness of the way that you go about your business and thought process but i, I wanted to talk to you my brother because man you're doing some real nice stuff stuff that i didn't even see uh, come in i was just with you a couple weeks ago for a doggone conference in san diego you didn't even tell me you gave me no hint. True. you get you did not let the cat out the bag but talk a little bit about the new position you were recently named with showtime basketball
5: Oh man, Uh, I kept you know me, look. I always keep the cat in the bag, you know. Like you know, I like to move around in Star Wars secrecy and just do things. But um, after like a a year long walking interview, and you know what I mean, some sacrificing and some you know some long nights, uh, I was able to agree to take a deal with Showtime as a content content creator, excuse me, producer. Uh, across all the smoke and all Showtime basketball so i mean it's been a, a long time in the making i've always been a fan of Showtime since soft porn when i was in in, in my in my parents house so you said soft porn uh, since you said soft porn. soft porn oh wow wow wow. Show, wow showtime was known for soft porn wow wow, wow. you know what i mean but wow. they've been doing a good job <laughs> wow they've been doing a good job on um on on telling athlete stories you know the uh, Absolutely. uh the, the uh, The Allen Iverson doc, the Kobe doc, the DeMarcus Cousins doc. Um, There's so many other ones outside of basketball that, you know, they do a good job on. So um, uh, opportunity came upon my desk. And, you know, um, thanks to Matt and Steven for trusting in me and for pushing me to be a part of the team, we was able to make it come true.
4: And what do you think it it takes for a guy like yourself, a retired NBA player that necessarily might have had the mind and the thirst and the want – didn't necessarily have the experience in this industry. What did it take for you to get up to speed and yeah. to be and to excel in this field?
5: Um, vulnerability, you know what I mean? It's, and, and, and just surrendering into the moment and realizing that I'm not an authority, you know what I mean? Just like when we used to hoop when we was kids, You know, I just threw myself in it. You know what I mean. I just study everything. I've watched things. I know the things that I like, the style that I like. Uh, I started uh, getting locked in the room with editors, learning about you know transitions and you know what I mean. All the all the filmmaking. You know what I mean. Words that you're going to need to you know succeed. And I just started learning. I've only ever cared about doing this ever since I made a decision to do this instead of coaching. So. Every day, every day since then has been something advocated to making myself better. And you know, as a producer, as a filmmaker, as being in front of the camera, you know what I mean. Helping you out, helping the fam out. We all got these outstanding voices that I feel like need to be heard. And now is a good time. So I've just been arming myself up, and you know, being able to help you, help Matt, help Steven, because we do a lot of stuff with the AI classic. Um, So I've just been able to help people. And I think that's the most thing I get off of. I've armed myself and learned so much that I'm able to help my friends and being able to be of value. So, you know, people that look like us and my friends that want to want to be in this industry.
4: No, absolutely. But touching on helping and mentoring. um, I remember when I first tried to get into the kind of the TV game and, you know, I had I did a bunch of stuff back in the day. But when I first broke in, I uh, got an internship sort of an apprenticeship with a a producer over at NBC Universal, a guy by Mm -hmm. the name of Dan Hicks. He kind of showed me the ropes. He got me comfortable uh, in front of the camera doing Mm -hmm. standups, sitting in the studio. I mean, he literally really just walked me through. We did a whole pilot that we pitched to USA Network. It was a whole situation Mm -hmm. that was going on. But I can't thank him enough for the information and the knowledge he imparted upon me. I guess I Man. want to know from you, do you have a mentor in this game? Is there somebody that that helped you show the ropes? Or did you crowdsource this this knowledge that you that you gave?
5: I wanted a particular niche vibe. So I kind of good good word too, lucko So I think I did crowdsource, you know, Josh Sekema, our humble, our, our homie who we have worked a lot with, you know what I mean? Uh, filmmaker, music video, directors, mini doc, you know, Josh can do anything, you know what I mean? So uh, I've been able to lean on Josh, uh, Eric Newman at Showtime, Brian Daly at Showtime, and shit, even Matt Barnes. At at, at, at this point now, we got to start giving Matt Barnes his flowers and start Um, I'm recognizing him as a producer. He's not just a talent because he really works behind the scenes on his podcast from segments to what he wants to, to look like across socials. So I learned from Matt, you know what I mean, yourself, you know what I mean, and a handful of people that I know trust um, Rob on just Rob Archie you know what I mean on just being you know, myself and being comfortable being myself and want my voice to be heard so just a handful of people that I really cared about and that I trusted so I'll probably crowdsource it as, a, as opposed to the other way.
4: When you look at this NBA Hall of Fame class that just got inducted it's a lot of guys dude from our era man um, mm-hmm. do you feel old at all that these guys we competed against in the Hall of Fame or do, or do you view them as you know contemporaries that made it
5: I don't feel old man I feel proud I feel, used to feel salty and that's you know what I mean I used to feel salty because you know I didn't feel my career based on the talent that I knew I had in my heart you know it went went as, as it should have mm-hmm. but I wouldn't trade it for the world because it, it's brought me to the place that I am now but I'm so proud, man, of people, you know, people in our class around our area that go to the Hall of Fame or, you know, even have been able to provide themselves, you know, their families with a ton of money and, you know, what I mean, change their whole family experience. So I moved from, you know what I mean? Salty. To uh, to you know what I mean, like the you know admiring contemporaries, just being so proud. I think as a in our community, as a black community, and in the small group of we have as, as black athletes, African American athletes, whichever one you want to use, we don't give each other our flowers. So I think it's about time that you know we get off you know the older generation and start concentrating on building ourselves up because a lot of some of us still have still have a lot to offer to the newer generation. They're searching, you know what I mean, for newer ways or newer right. voices and different, you know, different ways to explain things. So I think that's I, that's what we hold in common. Kristan uh, Johnson and Jelani McCoy and I just want to just move into a range of where we can help each other, you know what I mean, and to continue to voice our opinions and these younger generations' opinions. But why do you think there's such a big disconnect at times between the older
4: generation and the younger generation? And I'm not just talking about, you know, hoop and all that. It's it's across the board. Yeah. It's fat, yeah. it's the way people dress, it's the way people talk, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. Why do you think there's yeah. such a big disconnect? I mean, we've seen Some of the older guys like uh, Allen Iverson, who really embraced the younger generation in basketball and the younger generation has embraced him back. Why do you think, though, that there's this, you know, this
5: gap between the two generations? This shit got bougie somehow. You yeah. know what I mean? After AI and Chuck and Kevin Garnett set the blueprint of hard work and, you know, what comes from the hard work, this generation, you know, and some of the even some of the old middle in between and whatever this generation was, we forgot about what the hard work was. And we just went with the glitz and glamour from social media mm. and the cap. You know what I mean? We lost everything in between the start and the finish. So, you know, it's fake it till you make it times a 100 right now. And uh, we just lost. You know, the story is in the in the journey. You know what I mean? The things that you go through. So, nobody interested interested in the journey. If you watching movies and shit right now, everything is instant instant gratification. It's a bunch of noise on top of one. So, right now we just lost the part of the story being in the hard work. We talk about Mamba mentality and all that good shit, but we're really not listening to what Cubby was talking about because. To me, those stories and the journey and the, the transference and the climb happens in the in, in the work. And we're just ignoring the work now and using memes and mm. quotes and shit from other people that are busy doing work at the end of the day. So I feel once we can uh, bridge that gap of the cap and the quotes and get back to action, you know what I mean? And a little uh, <laughs> less ego and more soul. I think we'll all be better off. Bridge that gap of the cap and the quotes. Less ego. You did, man.
4: You sound like Gil Scott Heron around this piece, dog. (laughs) Yes, sir. Hey, the revolution will not be televised. You televised, man. But but Lon, um, I recently had the opportunity to interview uh, WNBA legend Alana Beard. She's heading Mm -hmm. up. She's heading up the uh, a group, right? She's partnered with the African American Sports and Entertainment Group based out of Oakland. And they're trying to bring a WNBA franchise to the city of mm. Oakland. Now you are a lot of people don't know this, but you were born in Oakland, correct? I was. Yeah, you were yes. born in Oakland. So as somebody who was born in that city, what are your thoughts on a WNBA franchise, the prospects of a black owned, mind you, mm. black owned
5: WNBA mm-hmm. franchise in the city mm-hmm. of Oakland? You think the city will get behind something like that? I mean, they better. It's such a townish thing to do, in my opinion. Right. You know what I mean? Just to because there's a need for it now. What better way than a WNBA player? You know what I mean? And a sister. Sorry. You know what I mean? To come back in there and represent the town and start bringing some vitality to the town because they're trying to suck the life out of the town right now. You know, the A's are in a situation. The Raiders getting out of there. The Warriors jump ship to San Francisco. So, I know she's in touch with a lot of people in in that tech space and that tech area that can make a dream like this happen. And I think Oakland and everybody else should support her and do what they can do to bring that franchise to uh, Oakland because I think it's a good marriage. I think it's something that Oakland can get behind, and uh, and I think everybody wins across the board because there can't something like that couldn't happen in a better situation in our city than Oakland, California, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm proud of her. Pats out to, to that team. And I hope everything yields.
4: And, and the, the team, the group, has some pretty ambitious, ambitious aspirations. They want to own a, bl- a black-owned NFL team, a new uh, yep. stadium and convention center. They want to do Black Wall Street Part Two, the WNBA franchise. Then they want to put up a Hall of Fame and an academic center. All in the city. So they have big dreams and aspirations. And I and I think they have the means to achieve all these dreams, man. So I'm excited to to see what happens with that. That's it's one of the most exciting pieces of news that I've heard in a long time, especially for the African-American community.
5: Um man, I have to agree with you. The Oak Town. It all comes down to capital, though. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. what you said, about what you she said, she said, yeah. She from did. what she said. She said you yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. She knew what she knew what she had to do to probably before she even stepped to the table. So yeah. I'm pretty sure she did her homework. I appreciate you sending me the article yeah. and uh and, and the link on you know what I mean on her on her being a guest on your show because I feel like she came to the table knowing that Capital was going to be a big part and component in bringing this project. And she sounded like she had her itch together when she stepped to the table in the first place. So my hat goes off to her and we need to figure out whatever we can do, you know, to help her out if she needs it. It don't sound like she needs us, but if she do, you know, all this is a hootie and we can help her.
4: Yeah, I said the yeah. same. I said the same thing at the end of the call yesterday. I said anything I could do. I don't know if there's anything I could do, but whatever I could do,
5: whatever, uh, yeah,
4: absolutely. Please let me know. The vice mayor is is a really big proponent of the, of the city of Oakland. She's a, she's a big proponent of this entire project. I heard her speak in depth about it. So it's a really exciting uh, um, thing that's coming yeah,
5: along. Absolutely, and we just did some stuff with Barbara Lee out there. Uh, you know, and her documentary yep. was a, came out on stars mm-hmm. a couple of months so. Uh, Ray was out there uh, doing a bunch of uh, film work and helping with the premiere. Oh yeah, so um, oh, I saw so, that. You know, yeah, the town is always going to be in our heart. You know what I mean. I'm a big A's fan. I'm a 49ers fan, but I'm an A's fan. Like I spent a lot of time up in Oakland, so it's always going to be near and dear to my heart. So we always going to represent the town for show for show. Jumping back to the Allen Iverson documentary, you you're a producer on
4: that. Talk about a little bit about that project. What it was like working with Allen, Bubba Chuck. And what should we expect to see in this
5: mini doc? Man, this mini doc, you know what I mean? We left a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, you know what I mean, in the the cutting room and in the the process bringing us together because it was the only All-American game during the pandemic. McDonald's and everything else was shut down. So, Mm. you know, they had Chet Holmgren, Paolo Banchero, Peyton Watson, Uh, Raven Johnson, the first female to play in an All-American game, was present, um, coached by uh, uh, Steven Jackson, Rasheed Wallace, Bonzi Wills. So uh, Darius Miles was a part of the project, along with A.I.'s team, Jai Manziel and Bobby Bates. So uh, it it was just an opportunity to go and and do something for Chuck. You know what I mean? Chuck is a part of what I like to call the Showtime universe is kind of like a Marvel universe where you'll see documentaries and mini documentaries and podcasts and other episodic things for different players on the Showtime uh, platform. So uh, it was just an opportunity. I, I met Chuck in 93 at the, McDonald, uh, the Nike All-American camp. So uh, we obviously hit it off then. I played, for, uh, played with him at Denver and against him for a couple years in the NBA. So, I'm a big Allen Iverson fan. You know that. We wore the Allen Iversons during the Duke game, the first a- the first uh, AIs uh, from Reebok. So anytime I could help one of the former players, a Hall of Famer that I played with, that I played against, that I was a teammate of, I'm all on board, and I take my job very seriously. So I'm trying to paint the uh, our, 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 our heroes in the best light, you know what I mean, always with love and light, not a lot of negativity. Uh, I'm, I'm very protective of their transparency, and it was just an opportunity to go down there. I took my business partner and uh, UCLA alumni, uh, Ray Young, down there and help produce. Uh, it turned out really well, so you should expect to see Bonzi Wells and Rasheed, uh, Rasheed Wallace in a different light. And I'm really proud of the the way Steven Jackson is standing on his own on this one. You know, a lot of people know him as the co-host on All the Smoke. But again, Stack has another universe under the Showtime basketball that's also going to highlight his talent. So it was awesome. It was a learning experience and it was during the pandemic. So it was a lot of, you know, pandemics going on and stuff there, we had to work. But it, but it came out and I'm glad it worked out. Well, well, if you could pinpoint during that 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 process of filming.
4: Something that happened that was just crazy or that, you know, it was a little bit off kilter that threw you off a little bit. Did they, you have any experiences like that or did it go pretty smooth the entire way?
5: Man, you know, we train for everything. Luka. We've seen everything. We've been pretty busy for the past five years. You know what I mean? From it being up to, you know, three minutes before a live show happens and we scram, still scrambling, trying to get assets ready for a live stream or a live show up in San Francisco. So we pretty much expect everything. I expect the expect alien to pop out of somebody's head and like keep it cool, you know what I mean? So I, I've just trained, that's why I keep myself in shape, you know what I mean? I try to, you know, get a good diet, try to get a couple good nights sleep because I, I just try to be prepared for anything. But I think the dopest thing to happen. Was when we were shooting. This was in uh, Jack- Stephen was uh, Jackson was in the middle of uh, Ramadan or his first fast. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Ever mm-hmm. he never fasted in his life, and he had to. You know, I'm producing and working on cameras and working with cameramen and whatnot. And he was the coach, and he asked me to coach for him while he put while he prayed. So in the middle of the All American game, I had to go from. Producer slash director slash security slash you know what I mean, cameraman slash whatever it is to coach, and it was like, all and, and on the bench with some heaters, you know what I mean, dudes going to Gonzaga, you know what I mean, you know where Chet and Paolo going, you know what I mean. Those Dude, are some big Gonzaga, time. Gonzaga,
4: they're they're high on the NBA radar, top one, and two. On, top one like, and two.
5: Top one and two. Yeah, six. A couple of these guys are six to eight months removed from going to the league, so yeah. just being in that full circle again, while I was, you know transition on the other side of my life, you know what I mean? Just reaching back in that moment to just understand that, you know, basketball is always going to be a conduit as to, you know what I mean, uh, grace for me. That that was one of my prouder moments and for him to trust me and for him to trust me like that because during that weekend, a uh, couple of days is when me and Jack formed a bond, you know what I mean? That led to me probably getting this relationship. So super proud of it.
4: That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I had uh, similar, well, not similar experiences, but I experienced the prayer during the game thing when I played in Qatar. So yeah. if we had a game, right. And it coincided with the time that they called it Saleh, I believe. And they, so we'd stop the game. Mm-hmm. Chris, go over to the bench. We have to pray the whole, everybody that's a Muslim. They, they pointed towards Mecca and then they, they would get down on the floor during the game and start praying. And at first I was kind of tripped out. But then I was like, well, I got used to it. I, and then I was respect. I started yeah. to respect the process. I think I dribbled a ball one time and everybody looked at me. I was like, oh, shoot, this is not the best. <laughs> yeah, that ain't there. You're like, this oh, is, that ain't there. This that ain't there. Oh,
6: my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> this is not. Hey, I did the same thing in a, in a, in a Milwaukee books practice one time, dude, uh, with Nelly. And I dribbled the ball. He looked, it was there in the middle of the thing. He looked over, he glared at me. Bro, pick up that fucking ball. He said, I was hey, like, man. I'm like 10 years yeah. old, bro, getting yelled at by Nelly, bro. I was like. Yeah, like, hey, I didn't know it was a thing. Relax, <laughs> Nelly. I didn't know it was a thing, man. I'm learning here.
5: I'm learning, bro.
4: Uh, I'm learning. <laughs> Man, we just went off the rails. But no, but that that's deep. That sounds like that sounds like a really fun thing, man. You So you were, it's an amazing, was it interesting to, and this is a, a kind of an in the weeds type of question for you lot. So that weekend, right? Iverson Classic, you're you're behind the camera. So you're looking at the kids through a different lens, right? Because you're mm-hmm. setting up shots and you're, you know, storylines, et cetera. Now, when you were called into coaching, Now you have to put on another, you got to take that lens off and put on the Hooper lens. Hey, you're a baller. I'm a coach. I look at you for your, your strengths, deficiencies, how we're going to get you off in a basketball standpoint. How, how, how did that, was that an easy transition to do? Did you, or did you feel like you had an advantage because you were so like, You had been basically studying these guys. They were subjects of the film.
5: I went went weirdo. You know, I just clicked (laughs) right over in the weirdo because I was looking at them through viewfinders and look at them through such a particular lens. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they seen me. Yeah, like I wasn't there just you know holding or you know pointing to. I was clapping and shit. You know what I mean. I was I was in it. You know we get when we get in the gym and there's oh, yeah. some talent in there. The energy in there is palpable. So I was that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Geeking them up on dunks. You know what I mean? Jumped in and out of a couple of drills. So it was kind of easy. And I don't I don't think I ever want to lose that feeling of being able to just instantly jump into a coach right. or you know what I mean? Instant Hooper situation. And and you hit it right on the head. I think because I was so hyper focused. On there, making them look like heroes. You know what I mean. That you know what I mean. That just carried over instantly when I had to coach for that
0: couple minutes. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you coming? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex.
3: What's up? I'm John Wall, and I'm CJ Toladonna, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court One-on-One Tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it all?
4: I said, I said OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because ain't I it?
3: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
7: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com, that's ang dot or download the app today.
4: No, that's pretty dope. That's the first thing that sort of came uh, in my mind was how you you operated with them. It took me back to when we coached together with the double pump organization yeah. back in 2015, which was you know one of the fun, the most enjoyable summers that I've had. Me, you, Ryan Forehand Kelly, who's currently assistant yep. coach for the uh, Brooklyn Nets. We were holding it down. I don't know if you remember Hold this, Lon, but Lon, I don't know if you remember this in Vegas. But the day, when we played that uh, Dame Lillard Adidas team, when we were up 12. They came back and beat us. Do you remember Mitchell Robinson? The big, tall, wide shoulder Mitchell Robinson, who plays for the Knicks, he was playing before them. So when we walked in, because you know, we got to the game early. Yeah. So when we walked in, we saw that, we saw this big footer and we were just like, who is this big, wide shoulder? Dog, I don't know if you remember, but that was Mitchell Robinson at the time, bruh. Lon, when you think back to that, when you think back to that summer, man, if we, we, we went head up with some big time programs, man, what was the, what, what stood out the most of 2015 in our only coaching experience? together. Which do with-
5: you think? Uh, my my favorite moment is when the, when the dad uh, <laughs> hanging, had, had his fingers through the fence. Uh, uh, I forgot where oh, it was. Oh, also, American, American American Sports Center,
4: the Nets, American the Nets that sports. Center. Center. Yes,
5: yes, they got the Nets behind us. The dad has got the got his fingers <laughs> through the nets. You know
6: what I mean? <laughs> oh, they ain't about shit. <laughs>
5: Oh, my God. Right, we let that one go. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we, stayed then, coaching. Then, then, we let that one go. We stayed coaching. Then another one came. So, another insult. Oh, they do stop it, da, 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 da. Just talking his shit with his fingers through the uh, through the net. Oh my, my favorite God. moment was when we looked over there at Unison and told him to go sit in. You know? It was beautiful. Nobody, no cue. There wasn't even a verbal cue. It was like literally, you know what I mean? One, two. After the third one, it was like, it's all it's, it's all now. You know what I mean? And I remember uh, one of the pumps, I remember he was like, hey, you he know, trying to stick up for yourself. And then one of the pumps came over there. And then, <laughs> Why you do the run? David. That's how he came over there. I remember because I, I felt it. I felt David. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> He was all red and was like, what's going on here? You know, they were, he was definitely wasn't going to let nothing happen to oh, us. No. Oh, no. I'm sorry, guys. That's our guys. So, that's you know? our guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. But he was like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? And we was like, ain't shit going on Dave? You know, we we. it was just a funny situation. You know what oh, mean? I mean? the language, but you know what I mean? That's what, that's what it was. Uh, That was my that and beating the uh, the balls and getting into it with getting this the stare down for mama ball post game well mid and post game
4: so I was gonna talk about that so so. I, I think it was a foul call. So we're playing against the balls, the ball brothers. Uh, you know, Lavar. Everybody's there. Team. The rookie of the year. The rookie of the year, Lamelo. The so we're playing against the ball brothers, and you know, it's a big, it's a great game. It's it's spirited. Everybody's right, watching right. our game. It's probably one of the most turned up uh, basketball situations I've been Lonzo in. Lonzo was
5: there on the sideline. Hey, hey, hey,
4: hey, it was sick.
5: It, it was UCLA. Sick. UCLA. Yeah, yeah it, yeah. it
4: was sick, dude. It was sick. Everybody was in the building watching this game. But but I think what stood out for me. <laughs> I think I complained about a foul call, or I said something to the effect of, you know, to the ref, right? I'm talking to the ref, man. Call it a foul, man. What the hell? Yeah. I look over, sort of towards LeVar and then Tina stands up. She has her hands on her hips. She she had been staring at me for like five minutes. She was looking at me she like was
5: burning a hole in your face. I was in the cut staring she, at her like if she, 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 she
4: was. She was like, that ain't no god foul, loud as f- could be. And I tell you, and, and if you <laughs> can see my face. I looked at I looked at Levar, I looked at yeah. Tito, I looked at Levar, and I just started smiling and put my head down, I'm yeah. like oh, like I'm sorry, because I, I have utmost, you know me, I have utmost respect for Levar, but, but that showed me, that showed me something amazing in that yeah, Mama man. Ball was willing to claw, wow. would come at me like that. What are you, talk about though the Ball brothers this year? I don't know if you got a chance to check them out. Chicago, yeah. the rebirth of Lonzo. And, and Melo yeah. have, have reinvigorated both of those franchises. They're both looking yeah. like they're going to make the playoffs. Let's talk a little bit about the Ball
5: Brothers. I mean, it's time. You know, what? what I don't know if it's manifestation or whatever it is, but Lonzo, um, I mean, Pop's got to be looking like a genius right now. You know what I mean? All the, the stuff that I think it was a lot on their plate. But one thing we always said is that they was good. Yeah, you know what I mean. We didn't know if it was going to burn out and it was going to be too much, but you know, with the basketball part was good. We wasn't worried about the jump shot and the things that the pundits and the, the people talk about. How he got to get his shot pocket together? He was still busting everybody's ass on the NCAA level all throughout high school, and he's continuing to do it as a pro. Now, as a pro, obviously you're going to refine your mechanics, and it's going to look even better, sweeter. But I think we predicted this. You know what I mean? We knew Lonzo was going to be what he was, and we knew. Lamello was a basketball savant, and then he put the you know the growth spurt on the top of it. And watching what uh, Big Bro had to go through, and the uh, uh, and the other one going through what he did at UCLA, and how mm-hmm. he's trying to find his way, I think is a perfect shield. That ball family crest, I think, is amazing. The cloth that Mom's is cut from, mm-hmm. even the cloth that Pop's is cut from, although it wasn't, you know, what I mean, the vehicle we're necessarily. Want to see? It was the one that worked. That shit is working. You know, mm-hmm. I and mean? he got his baby boys cracking. You know, what I mean? they're able to provide. You know, a good life for their family to take care of their mom and dad. And yeah. I'm a big ball uh, 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 advocate as to where sometimes I used to be like. Ah. You know what I mean? Pops is a lie. And yeah. sometimes he was BSing, but he was able to cook it all up, you know what I mean, and really make something special. Though. And I couldn't be. It couldn't happen. And they're good kids. Yeah. They're cool, they're cool kids, man. they really just about their hoop and their parents and their fans. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Pioneers, trendsetters. You work for the you know, the the BBB uh, group. You know what I mean? You can attest to where they're at with their business and how pioneering they were with their ways. And I, I couldn't be more happy for him as a, as a father and as a guy who, you know, has a son who's thinking about playing basketball or sports. You know what I mean? It's just been amazing to watch. I'm happy for him. I,
4: I think it's one of the most fascinating things that we've seen in the history of athletics, to be honest with Agreed. you. Because Agreed. it's one thing to call your shot if you're a Babe Ruth or if you're, you know, Joe Namath and this and that. But LeVar basically called his shot twice. He He basically told you he was going to have a top five draft pick, and I know he said it about all three, but when you get two out of three that are top five draft picks, my man, top three draft picks, okay, two sons from Chino Hills, California, it's unbelievable. It's mind-boggling, and because of how brazen he was, and I know people, they have their thoughts, and LaVar's an acquired taste. See, I grew up Around the balls. And so I grew up in that era. So I'm used to all that stuff that y'all was that saying. energy. Yeah, that, that energy. I'm not intimidated. That's that energy that people are intimidated by. I get it. I'm rolling yeah. with it. Even to yeah. the point, man, when I had the opportunity to coach on the JBA, which was yeah. the the league that Lavar started for LaMelo in 2018. It was a barnstorming tour. We had eight mm-hmm. teams. We traveled the country, coast to coast, cities, Dallas, solid. Uh, accommodations, man. Solid travel arrangements, solid everything, right? Yeah. Fake, Facebook had a, fa- a camera crew that was following us. Our games were televised yeah. on Facebook Live. When you look back on that situation, it was like, wow. And we're playing 48 minute quarters. LaMelo, <laughs> look, LaMelo's playing the whole game. We're playing back to backs. Look, we're doing stuff like we're being Texas, play a game. They have to fly to Seattle, play another game tomorrow, the next night. I mean, so look. La- right. And so it's, but to see Lavar, Levar is just the ultimate dad, like sports dad. To do that, He created a yes. league for your son, and at the time, when he had, hey, at the time when he had launched it, you know, everybody it was maligned, everybody was poop on it, everybody was talking crap about it. They're like, Chris, why are you even involved in something like that? I'm kind of like, well, I see the future. I'm not necessarily stuck in what you guys see because I've never really seen things like you guys see it. So I'm kind of looking at this as from a developmental standpoint. I know that Lamelo is going to get some reps against older dudes for the next that's three what you to said that's, that's what, what i said. said three to that's four months he gonna play that's against you older said. dudes you're playing against older yep. dudes that are better than you that are stronger than you faster than you and then the kid went to lithuania and his journey is well documented but th- that was one of the first little uh moments in his career where i said man this guy is built and wired differently I mean, I saw, yeah. him, I saw him go for 50 and 21 assists and 18 rebounds. Like, I see these numbers, right? And, and people were like, oh, look who it's against. It's not against nobody. But I'm like, you guys don't understand basketball. To be able to get yeah. 50-something points, 20-something rebounds against guys that could have went to college or went to college, that's all I need to know. I've I seen, yeah. seen the talent in the league, Lon. So, you know, we know basketball players, and we yeah. know when to respect a performance or a string of performances against certain type of dudes. Absolutely. Just because you're these just because you never heard their name or just because you don't know their resume it don't mean that you have the the ability to discern whether or not they can play the game. I'm just letting y'all know it's a different not at all. it's that not eye enough. it's that eye line.
5: But but again we can, we, we can walk we can walk in a gym where the top 50 is playing and we can look at a court and be just be, be staring at the top 50 court and be like well, who is that other dude? <laughs> he, need, he need three. to be over here. He need yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why he over there and then this is going on because I can think, pick three off of this court right now that he should be over. You know, yep. like you said, we're real-life basketball players and yeah. we spend a lot of time watching basketball, scouting basketball, uh, preaching it, you know what I mean, uh, coaching it, you know, to the younger generations and working on it. And you come from a, long, you, uh, 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 a royal basketball bloodline, you know what I mean, with your father. Uh, at, at the end of the day. So, you know what I mean, it's always been secondhand second hand to us and you know what I mean, like you said, it's about time that, you know what I mean, people that know the game can actually speak on it and like identify what a great player is without looking at the top 100. Do, do you miss it at all, Lon? I saw you in a in a workout with your son the other day. Yeah.
4: Getting it in, yep. You still getting the stance a little bit. You still have some lateral movement. Do you <laughs> do you do you ever sit back and say, sit- <laughs> Do you ever just miss it at all, where you're just like, dang, man, I, I miss this game? Or or are you at peace with where you are with the game of basketball?
5: I'm at peace, but I do miss the psychotic competitiveness. Hmm. I do miss the moments that'll make you just want to, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? All the slow motion things where you see people tensed up, screaming and damn near slobbering or looking at the floor. I do miss those psychotic uh, competitive moments where you can scream and get those moments out because, you know what I mean, those are your flowers in that instant because when you're, when, when you're an athlete, you know, you're on to the next game, the next moment. When you see players have those moments that end up memes and all this crazy shit we end up ingesting for the next decade, it's really that psychotic competitiveness and that release from your hard work paying off or, you know what I mean, going through adversity in the game to get an and one. I don't care if you're a shitty free throw player, you made two in a row and you want to do some shit to the crowd or, you know what I mean, or do something to yourself. I just miss those moments, but I'm definitely at peace because I know my generation of basketball was one of the greatest ever. And for for me to be mentioned, and I've talked to a couple players, my peers and some of the OGs for them to mention me and talk about my career and everything—it really puts me at peace. But like I think I talked about that before on the show. I didn't really get that peace till you know like five or six years ago, or maybe even in the time before that. Those dudes that helped me was KG. So I mean I'm I'm, I'm at peace, but I do miss the psychotic competitiveness.
4: Yeah, man. I- I missed the game, man. I miss it a lot. Yeah. I, I felt like I, I, you know, my career ended too early. I had to retire because of injury and threw out my back in China with Jr. playing on with Jr. Henderson playing the same team. Mm-hmm. As him. He brought me over there and threw out my back. I was going to play with him in Japan for a year, man. Make about three, two, three hundred thousand, bros. Like a nice little setup, twelve months, yeah. Busy. Six business class to and from through LA a year, dog. I was like, God, look, this is luck. But I threw Dude. my backup. But I think the thing I miss the most, Lon, is is God, man. It's gonna sound crazy and cocky and arrogant, but just the feeling of when you bust somebody's ass, when you hit a three, mm-hmm. when you hit a deep three on somebody after maybe through the leg, through the leg, hazy, and then you just raise it, and then the, that that moment, right, Lon, when you're holding the follow through. Mm-hmm. You're holding mm. the ball through. you had a nice one. You had an elbow. And, and, in. And, and, nice one. He, and he's contesting, and you just sitting yeah. there like, hey, you ain't, ain't nothing you could do. Those are the moments that yeah. I miss. I also miss those pressurized moments when we need a bucket. Yeah. Hey, when we need a bucket or we need an offensive you rebound on the free on the free throw. Hey, we need an offensive rebound on the free throw. So we gotta come in early and hook somebody arm and get underneath mm-hmm. somebody and root them underneath. So we got one
5: palos. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Those little things, like when then then somebody else got to make sure the other dude don't crash. You know, it's those uh, little. Yeah, that's a good point. But those wait. locked in moments, when you know it's four seconds left, and you know Coach Eric or somebody threw uh, yeah. up a play. God. We know it's the shit gonna work. We just waiting for it to uh to to go through at the end of the day. Those moments, man, and like at the end of the day, Loco, you, you that's why you got those moments. You know, the game was taken away from me too in a like uh, in a similar fashion, not through injury, but partly through injury. Sure. But I I think those moments of that shit don't happen to people. At the end of the day, ain't nobody locking in with their side hops trying to win a game with 16,000, you know what I mean, uh <laughs> eyes on them, hoping they're going to fail, and then some people expecting them to win. Like, that's not a real thing that happens in life, you know, that you go through with your – you know, they, they, even if you go to college with somebody, I guess y'all can do that on the calculus test. Mm. you <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, that was a hell of a test, you know what I mean, yada, 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 you know what I mean? Or if you're a Sigma Chi Chi, and you go to the the whatever dance, the, the under the, the enchantment under the sea dance, and you know you get to do that type of earth stuff. Angel, earth angel, you know angel. what I mean? You earth Angeling out there, man. You know what I mean? But nobody is inside a poly pavilion. You know what I mean? With the expectations of winning for a national title contender every year Mm. and going through that with lifelong friends. So I hope that sometimes when you down in those moments, you remember that shit. You remember playing in Qatar and meeting people while people had to pray. You know what I mean? Because that uh, that eventually evolved this year into the KJ that we're seeing now. And while you got a successful podcast on iHeart, brother, I appreciate. Whole, it. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole part of this thing. And you
4: you really uh, hit on something very, very special and important because it is true. It is those experiences that do keep you going.
0: They yeah.
4: they reinvigorated me, man. I was at a low point, man. I was tripping out back. I was going through the pandemic, all kind of drama. But then I decided. For, to reach out, started to reconnect with folks again, man. Yeah. Started hollering at everybody. Hold on, man. It was in the middle of the pandemic, man, and I had been watching Fat Joe's podcast, and he had been he had a great episode on there one time where he brought in a young lady by the name of Cheryl from SWV, the group SWV, mm. uh, Coco, but her name is Cheryl mm-hmm. in real life, Coco, right? So, but I did I had no idea that Fat Joe and Cheryl grew up on the same block. The same hood. They grew up in like Bronx River, New York uh, line. And so they had this whole relationship. So they were talking about how when when each one made it big, they would be like so proud. And if they you know, when they ran into each other over the years, how crazy it was two kids. So that kind of made me it touched me, man. So I was like, man, let me holler at my my folks, man. It's been a minute. I ain't seen nobody. I ain't talked to nobody. And so I started reaching out all over the world, man, to all of y'all here, to my different networks of individuals that crossed my path. Uh, over the course of my life, and yeah. uh, I'm thankful for each and every one of you, man. And 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 like to your point, <laughs> it does help you. In the end, man, when well, you remember that your net work is your net worth, brother. Yeah, and so you got to sure. always keep that type of stuff in mind. And it's a net worth in your soul, too, man, because when you you get disconnected from the family, man, you start to lack and lose certain parts of your identity. Yeah, I-
5: man, you're in there talking to you, are in there talking to yourself, convincing yourself that your bullshit is right. When you're <laughs> the time, you be on bullshit, uh, you know, myself included, you know what I mean? You're intelligent introspective people, sometimes, you know, we beat ourselves up, you know what I mean? So, you know, uh, uh, at at the end of the day, I think it's up for us to acknowledge that, you know what I mean, as we start to grow older and just like, you know what I mean, not have those moments and, you know, remember the positive as well as the negative. It's a it's a 2020 beat us all up. The pandemic beat us all up. You know what I mean? But along with the pandemic came an endless amount of opportunities for a short amount of time. So that's one thing that I talked to you about. You know what I mean? When you reached out, it's like, hey, it'll never be a time like this now. So if you ever wanted to do something, do it now. And you seize that. You know what I mean? You jumped on that opportunity. That in the. Uh, like you said, that seemed to be only the thing you needed to hear. And ever since then, you know what I mean? You've been able to just progress and do the thing. This is what you're supposed to be doing. So, you know what I mean? I'm glad that you were able to take bits and pieces from what everybody else was saying and make the decision on your own because it's easy to sl- listen to people but still be locked off in a room and isolated. It is. And not, you know what I mean? It's still not doing nothing. But you made – so you, you put some action to it. You know what I mean? And I think – During the pandemic, people who put some action behind some of their fears and anxieties and like, F it, I'm going to do it, scared. I think they're going to be rewarded, you know what I mean, coming into the new year. And I think you are. Uh, and, and and a lot of other people in our group, they're truly genuine support each other, not the bullshit, not the Instagram likes and reposts. You know what I mean? People that make calls and support you. You know, you call and say congratulations.
4: So Lon So Wait, real quick, real quick. You think there's a difference in in the level of support between someone that may someone. that So two people are friends. Right. You got two yes. friends. One, a friend, a friend, B friend, a calls you. Friend B hits you on the Internet, likes, gives you the hands up, shouts out, celebratory. They both have the same amount of emotion of happiness for you. Yeah. Is there is there a difference now or do you appreciate it more because you're sort of old school?
5: That's a great, that's one of your better KJ, this is one of the better KJ live (laughs) questions. Um, I would say the easy way and be like it's a hybrid, you know what I mean? That would be the easy way. It is the easy way. I think think it's a mix of both, Chris, (laughs) you know what I mean? But, hey, nah, for real, we lost people. Yeah. We lost code. I lost a friend. Yeah. You've lost some people. Yes, actually. So call me, man. If it's yeah. truly about support and love, you know what I mean? It can be a funny style text, you know what I mean? We can joke it. it ain't necessarily got to be, man, my brother, congratulations and all. Yo, it could be like, oh, I see, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, hit somebody. Enough of the social media and the liking or the reposting because, you know what I mean? Like, even that. I, this long story story hit somebody, you know what I mean? We had a time and age, and maybe I am older, you know what I mean? I don't want to date myself or age myself, but we had a time right, right now where I appreciate the people that actually hit me on my line and show me support and love because that's what I do. You know what I mean? I'll probably do both. You know what I mean? If you really, if I know you're an Instagram guy and you really place value on that, I'm going to get... <laughs> You know what I mean? In the, in the marathon or with raise real good. you stop? Oh, I, my yeah. God. I hate you. Yeah. You know, I'm going to try to give you a, a Drake quote or whatever that is because you place value on that. But really, you know what I mean? Like you, I'm going to praise both. You can hit me and be like, if I love you, you can be like, hit me and post this for me, dog. And I'm going to post it for you. For you sure. know what I mean? And, and I'm going to put something nice behind it. You know what I mean? But yeah, you will. I only do that to support you. I really could give a shit about Instagram and, you know what I yeah. mean? Being like, you know what mean support in that way are really us pull up and eat some nachos you know what i mean and and we ain't even really got to talk about congratulations it's really just about breaking bread and being around that energy this is it we've got an amex
2: platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge (sighs) is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is And you will not believe where he's going next. The
0: Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: What's up? I'm John Wall.
3: And I'm CJ Toledano, And we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount+, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
7: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd.
4: No, absolutely. Energy is, is what it's all about. As I've gotten older, yeah, I start to realize, man, protecting your energy, yeah, being understanding of of, of energy suckers, the vampires yep. that are out here that will yep. jack you, your whole thing. And,
5: right? and your folk. I even protected some <clears throat> of my folk's energy. If I know you're sensitive or I know you wear soft up under the belly, or just if I got a bunch of good people around and somebody else is bringing some negative shit, you know, I'll attack it. You know, I'll make you leave. You know what I mean? I'll make you feel sure. like you're not wanted so that you can leave. You know I mean? So you, I, you you actually you're that
4: serious about your energy. You protect your energy at all costs. So you will remove a person from your situation or will. Or, or attempt to or, or do what you can to remove them from yes. the situation if their energy is off. Now what defines bad energy though?
5: You gotta be responsible for your energy. So sometimes it's anxiety right? You know what I mean? Sometimes people are just a little anxious. You know, it's like, I'm not that anxious, bro. I got a little bit more chills. I mean, I'm from Cali. You know what I mean? I ain't on all that shit. You know what I mean? And then, you know what I mean? There's some people who are envious and they ask envious questions. You know the people right close to you that are unhealthy to accept your success even though you're trying to bring them along with you? Uh, Oh, yeah. it's, It's complicated. You know what I mean? These things is complicated around. So, I just made it a point to poke the eye out of, of of all that type of energy and if it means I got to be nasty to protect the, the good people that I'm around because I think I talked about that I'm cocky about the people that I'm around because they're great people yes not because of their success It's because they're legitimately great fathers yeah they're legitimately great people you know what I mean they care about people So I don't want – because I'm a bigger guy, we've always been like this. We've always been on the bigger mouth side. We can go there. We can play nasty going back and and forth with somebody. Everybody ain't built like that. So – I'm kind of aggressive, so I use that aggressiveness to protect people I love and to protect their energy. You know what I mean? Other besides that, you probably ain't going to never hear from me. You might think something's wrong with me. probably going to be enjoying, you know, some some brown water and some cannabis. I'm probably just going to be in the cut blinking and staring and watching shit because that's what I like to do. I'm a people watcher. And, you know, that's just my vibe. But if it's a if it's about bad energy, and it's my family or my people around, then I'm probably going to be an asshole. What's brown water? A uh, whiskey, right? <laughs> whiskey you know what I mean. In my old
4: fashioned. Hey, I wanted to know you for somebody that that partakes. Not now. You don't drink that much, but but you do drink. You do drink when it, uh opportunity or the occasion. Yeah. Is, is proper to drink. How yep. how is it that you've managed to uh, keep the weight off? You've gotten skinnier. Then from I lost I, hella
5: muscle mass. Yeah, you
4: gotten skinnier. You look skinnier as a human being uh now than you did when I knew would have known you from back in the day, bro.
5: Yeah, bro. I lost hella muscle mass and I eat to my activity level and I really don't drink unless I'm a y'all When yeah. I do, I'm going right. to turn up. You know what I mean? Yeah, But, but if you don't drink good. like that, yeah. Yeah, but if it's with fam, with, with fam, but I don't drink like that, and I just try to do something every day. I got the shit from you. <laughs> you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you always doing something on the body instead of when I notice there's something I don't like about my body, you know what I mean? I just go work on it. Yeah. Like instantly. If I got time, it's like, I ain't really feeling it, then I'll go run. I'll use that to go run, or I'll go in here on the Peloton, you know what I mean, and, and take like an hour class and then do another stretching. So I just try to keep it moving. Whenever I start getting lost or I feel like stagnant or I don't like something. You know, we, we get older, you know, shit's starting to sag. You know, you're looking at your shit. I didn't know that was there. You know, grays, whatever it is. I just attack it or I lean into it. I'm never going to die anything. I love my grays. I can't wait till it all turns white. You know what I mean? I'm just pretty much comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. But as far as just fitness and keeping weight off is probably the not drinking and eating up to my activity
4: level. Yeah, yeah, because you're you know, I see you I see you and Ray, you guys are walking around in your Lulu Lulaman and all your little fancy, expensive sweatpants. Hey, plus I gotta stand next to Ray. <laughs> hey Plus I gotta stand next to Ray. Ray bro. gets, on my, Ray gets oh, on my nerves.
5: Ray gets on my nerves. Oh man. If like you guys- a couple months ago he put me up against it. He had his Stay. tight fit. <laughs> 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 and I looked at mine, and you know my nipple was running towards towards my armpit a little bit, just a little bit. And I'm like, damn, man, okay, I see. I can't stand next to Ray. Of just how yeah, we're gonna right. play, so right, right you know, now. Push ups every day on their ass. Just basic shit like that, okay? I feeling that, okay? Let me let me make let me do two hundred uh, push ups, five hundred <laughs> sit ups every day on their ass. Yeah, you Ray, I mean?
4: Ray, Ray, Ray puts us to shame, man. He, what does he, he get up at five in the morning? Does yoga? He runs. He does yoga. He's, what is he doing? He, 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 look if for those. Let's get the description of this guy. How old is Ray? 36? 37? Nah, he's
5: forty. Ray is forty oh, now. Shoot, Hey,
4: Ray is? is forty years old. He looks like he's about twenty two. He's like Without a muscle. Muscle bound, just buff, light skin, green eyed dude from the town. Your typical classic walking light skin from toes. the town. He's, he's been toes. walking on his tippy toes. Since he's been about ten years old. His calves are ridiculous, dog. Ridiculous, ridiculous calf. Like he's known by the calf, bro.
5: <laughs> Good brother, baby Huey. But we, we love, love
4: we love Ray. We love Ray. We <laughs> wanted, to, wanted to give Ray, Ray a shout. out Also wanted to give our guy B Lloyd a shout out. I was actually with Brandon down in yeah. Dago. Uh, he's a, a loyal, dedicated listener of the show. Uh, I know he's going to uh, really look forward to hearing this one. And he's going to leave and- my dude, my roommate. Yeah, man, that's our yeah. guy. So we wanted to shout him out, man. But Jesus man- the sandal wearing. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, <that's- laughs> all right. So let's get to the story about Brandon and the Jesus Sandal Dog. Because, look, when you bring up stuff like that, you we have to talk about it, first of all. Brandon Lloyd is from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. He came out yeah. to LA on his recruiting trip, right? He comes to UCLA. I think me and you, or I forgot who hosted him. But uh, they, he was my year, so yeah. I think. Oh no. I Oh yeah! It was on year. your. Was it on your visit? Or, I think so. I remember. I don't. So, but then, so what's the story? Was Was it on his No,
5: this, no, no this that's is Carlos Boozer's got the campus.
4: Oh no, that's Carlos Boozer. I'm thinking about the yeah. Birkenstocks, the Birkenstocks uh, on the, the visit Lord with no
5: socks. First, first day to campus, like when we was all together <laughs> on a, uh, on a team and some non Birkenstocks off brand sandals, <laughs> the Jesus sandals. Man, that was back. When, that was back when Lloyd had when Lloyd's toes were not green. Oh, then, no. Before Lloyd's toes. Turned. Oh, he so said Lloyd showed up in shape. Lloyd showed up looking a lot like Ray Young, but the white version. Low key, don't, don't, don't sleep on B. Lloyd used to look like a little tailback. Yeah, you know, Lloyd was. Like, yeah, Lloyd, like Lloyd. Lloyd was one of the most
4: obsessive people with his weight and his oh. how his body looked. I mean, he was obsessive. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget how cut he got. I think his junior year. Oh, he was then, clowning. Then he started wearing tight jeans and going to the Century Club with us.
5: Yeah, then he changed. He got exposed. Then he changed. We love you, Lloyd. <laughs> we you love you. Shout great. out
4: to Lloyd and all this, his beautiful wife and his beautiful kids down in San yep. Diego, man. But it's always nice to to remember the times, man. Yep. Um, our UCLA experience, Lon, was one that was pretty legendary, um, mm-hmm. and we talked about numerous things about it before but but one thing i wanted to bring up i don't think we've talked about before um during our our time right i wanted to know and just to be completely honest from a life skills perspective right did you learn anything when you and i Had to go through our little counseling situation when we got in trouble. Did you learn anything from Dr. Jean? Did you take like for later in life? Because she'd always tell us, "Look, me and Jelani had to see the same. I think she was a psychiatrist or a counselor type of lady." We got into angel. We got in trouble at UCLA. You know, we got. I think we failed a drug test, smoking a little bit too much marijuana or something like or something like that. We were early on the cannabis movement. We were advocating early. We were ahead of the curve, and we got popped. And we had yep. to, we had to go through sort of this, you know, rehabilitation program. And we we're going to be upfront, and honest about this, because for me personally, my meetings with Dr. Gene, lovely lady, was really frank, honest and upfront about everything. Didn't pull any punches. Right. Would just tell you about yourself in a, such a smart, intelligent way. You had no. The best. You had no choice but, to, best, listen. but to listen. And I think that my time with her and talking to her those all those 8 10 12 14 weeks whatever it was i think that was some life-changing stuff for me
5: yeah loco yeah it was you know what i mean and shout out to dr gene uh, gene wherever you are you know what i mean because only did uh when we when i got older eh, when i got older not in my 30s but just as, as i got away from ucla i saw the work that she did for us you know what i mean uh and, and that's how it's a hats off to how great she was because we, we didn't know the blessing that she was giving us at the time because of what we were going through. But she did really do a good job preparing for us for what was next. And uh, I don't know what happens if we have a different psychologist or whatever level yeah. she was, if, if, if it's not her. Yeah. It went way different. Because the, the one of the, the big part of everything was
4: showing up and going. And I know that if it was anyone else that I w- would not have been motivated to go, I sort of developed a, not a, I, I won't, call, I call it a, not an addiction, but I needed to see G. I needed to go see Dr. Yeah. G. I wanted to go talk to her because I loved our last conversation. And she did that like 14 times in a row she was definitely someone that gave me some life coping skills some you know tools to deal with you know whatever issues that were at the at the root of sort of my looming issue but again and that leads me into my last question man about mental health man cuz we mm-hmm. talk about this all the time Lon, and we get deep into it and when you see a guy like Delonte West who Who fell fell off the wagon and, you know, got in a little bit of trouble. We're hoping the best for him. And and you see other guys, Mm -hmm. ex-NBA guys, retired athletes that, you know, put themselves in interesting predicaments or situations. What do you think you can do or NBA alumni can do to help support their other NBA brethren that have fallen on hard times?
5: Hey, man, get the bros out the house. If you, got a, if you got a foundation, you got a game, you know what I mean? You got a golf game. You got anything that you're doing. Find good ways to get the bros out of the house, to attend a sporting event, a Rams game, a Panthers game. Why? What does that do? Game. What does that do? Uh, a lot like what we talked about. It'll get you out of your head and, you know what I mean, help you reassess in a, in a live situation better. Because if you just at the crib with your sorrows buried underneath, you know, your BS – you forget that life is moving around outside and there's still opportunities. And if you got some good friends, you know what I mean, that want to help you out, they might be waiting on you to hand you an opportunity or to see if you're healthy enough to accept a blessing. So if, you, if you're if you going to keep yourself hidden away, you know what I mean, it's a, a 50-50 thing. You might be able to you know what I mean. Get out of that rut. You might be able to not, but if we can just get each other out the house, you know what I mean. People got wives, you know, kids, you know, whatever it is. Health retreats. We should all be going somewhere every quarter or whatever. We it talked. Is. We talked about doing yeah, that before. Yeah, yeah. That we need to start that because it's a real thing. You know what I mean. Every people got stressful jobs. People are in different places in their life, and I think once we come together at that, you know what I mean, and build, and then send each other back, and then come back with information and. Oh, uh, this is great. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. And then you send each other out right and we just keep coming back. And, you know, that's how, you know, the black community and even what, I'm just speak to the black community because a lot of us are black athletes that, you know, they're going through this. something. that's what we did in the first place. Arm, arm each other up, send it back out. You know what I mean? Bring it back. Oh, this is going on over here. They're doing it this way over here. So-and-so said this. I found this guy. He said this help us out because that's what our, uh, I, they're not even rivals. That's what the other side is doing. And yeah. I mean I mean that in the most respectful type of way. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean the other side. I mean the guys that didn't come from our neighborhoods and get scholarships or uh, have an opportunity to participate in the NBA and do all this great yeah. shit. So I just think if we get each other out the house, commune, break bread, send each other back out, you know what I mean, check up on each other, I think we'll be a lot better because, like you said, there's a lot of guys in the crib just in their head.
4: I agree, and I've seen it work. I've seen it
5: work in real time with our unit, right? So yep. it worked. It worked. I mean, and it's a pretty dynamic, interesting unit. We got some NBA coaches, agents, CEOs, entrepreneurs, yeah. uh, people in the media space. We got long sports. The
4: egos, the egos in that room, man. When
5: I walk in the room with you guys, man, you guys'
4: egos are incredible. All you NBA guys. Oh, man, I hate it. It sucks. Like, I have to, like, fight to get there a word in. Go. I have to fight to get a word in. <laughs> I have there to fight go. to get a word in with you NBA. You cocky, pompous NBA dudes. Nah, the LNS. You know what I mean?
5: The LNS. he, <laughs> he just got a term. I ain't going to let it fly. Y'all got to do y'all. He got he to unveil it. on his hit your He decides to tell you what the acronym LNS stands for as it correlates to this particular situation. But, yes. He has a whole line of, of <laughs> products, you know what I mean, with LNS on it that correlates to these type of things. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going
4: to have, have an Instagram shop pretty soon, too. Uh, I'm going to get this thing going, my brother. Um, sure. But at the end of the day, Lon, I'm excited for you. I'm proud of you, man. I'm excited for all these projects that you got coming up, man. Make sure that, you know, you, you keep us updated on the show about anything new that's developing. We'd love to have you back, my brother. Uh, oh, Thank you so much for your time today. Do you want to give anybody any shout outs before we go?
5: Man, I'm going to give a shout out to Joanna McCoy, my wife, who's been holding it down. You know her for you've known her since she was 16 years old. So I don't never really give her a shout out or flowers. I don't really give myself a shout out at the must, but she deserves a lot of credit for being able to put up with me and to be able to do some of this stuff. And then shout-out to Brother Barnes and Steven Jackson, you know what I mean, for trusting me, you know what I mean, with this opportunity. And shout-out to you, man, you know what I mean, Josiah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
2: Appreciate you, my man. Jelani McCoy on KJ Live. A woo a hand clap a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
1: 18+. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows